following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hello. Oh, hello. I didn't know. See, I never know if you're supposed to, if I'm supposed to talk right there or not. I almost called you Miss Jessica. Oh my gosh, that would have been awful. That's what all my kids call you. They do. So every time that I talk to you, I feel like I should call you Miss Jessica. I That's that not true. That would be weird. That's not true. As long as it's not Mrs. Crawlman, oh then I feel goodness. like I'm real old. Mrs. Crawlman and my mother-in-law. Mrs. Crawlman. That's what the deans call me when they want to annoy me. The deans. The teens. Oh, the, the deans. The teens. Where are you at school? Like, did Sometimes. you go to the nope. deans? The office? teens call me that when they want to annoy me because they know I don't like. What, Miss Jessica? No, Mrs. Crawlman. Oh, Mrs. Crawlman. That's your mom. It's my mother-in-law. Oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> See how it works is you take the Ms. husband's is not name. my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm okay. I'm so sorry about that. I apologize. <laughs> Ooh, that was not good. That was fun. Hey, um, so uh, you're listening to the Christ Own Podcast first and yes. foremost. My name's Jordan. I'm Jessica. And we're glad that you're here. We're walking through Mac Lake's leading others, uh, developing the character and competencies to lead others. This is a fantastic chapter. I'm going to um, kill two birds with one stone with this uh, episode. And by that, I mean uh, we're going to use this for some training for my small group leaders. Oh, so, uh, this is a fabulous chapter. Uh, mm-hmm. He has one similar in his leading leaders, I believe. Yes, very and similar. Because I will turn back and still look at it at times. It's good. Fantastic. So if you're a small group leader and you're listening to this, ignore the first like oh. five to ten minutes. <laughs> so like people are really going to listen to this? Yeah, people listen to this all the time. Sure. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. <laughs> That's just me. I, I've listened to myself <laughs> in my car. That's not what happens. No, people listen to this. So you're going to want to skip ahead or you're going to want to uh, hang with us um, and for some fun. So, Jessica, I got three questions. I, I do got, you like have notes? I got like um, I got these these cool new booklet. things. Th- these are my notes for the you things. Have a car- he has three cards sitting three in front of him. Three cards sitting in front of me. Uh, I got these things called cute. They're these discussion cubes. They're super fun. I, I'll show them to you uh, when we're done. Um, there's 100 questions eat in each cube. One is therapy, one is family, and one is the original one. Um, they're so fun. I use them with my kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, every night when we eat dinner to, like, ask them how their day was. There is a kid's version as well of something like this. Oh, There's Melissa Waldron uses stuff it. I should have like drawn that names. Maybe there. I should have. Anyways. Um, <laughs> hi, Melissa. Hi. You're going to be listening to this. But she talks about it all the time. It's like table talk thing. I don't know. Whatever. These are awesome. But yeah. I don't, I don't want to answer your question. Okay. So three questions. I'll answer them, too. All right. Ready? This is going to be like your icebreaker to get going. I hate icebreaker. Because the chapter is facilitating discussion. I figured this was just really good. Like, right? We're facilitating this. All right, question number one. Ready? No. Do big crowds make you feel alone or connected to the world? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) They're all good questions. Whatever. I'm bringing them to the table every time Um, we talk. Oh, no, because you get to think about them. I didn't. I just pulled them. I I just pulled them. Like, they're not. This isn't like. You didn't think about about it ahead. Pick your top three. Okay, I would say connected. I like crowds. I like people. I like. Concert setting or like what? Like ooh, concerts especially, especially when you're all singing and you're all r- like even like anything from like the Getty Sing Conference to mm-hmm. like Newsboys, like you're, total. You're there. I'm in. I can. Yeah, I like crowds. I hate it. I love people <laughs> watching. I, I am so shocked by that. Put me backstage. <laughs> I'm okay backstage. No, what do you do? Backstage? I want my own little spot. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right Put me on stage. <laughs> like that's way better. Yeah. No, like, then I am way out. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I think it totally depends on. What crowd we're talking and where we're at. Okay. Like, because um, there's sometimes when it makes me feel connected and sometimes when I'm yeah. like. Whoa. I don't know if I feel like connected at like Disney World, but I love to people watch. I'm not thrown off by crowds. Does oh, that yeah. make sense? When you go to Disney, you guys do line games. We do. Yeah. We do. For sure. Because you got to do something. It's boring otherwise. Okay. When the phone rings, question number two. When the phone rings, do you generally experience excitement or dread? Dread. Really? I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> phone rings like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're going to have to wait. Just a 
assume you're probably getting put to voicemail. If you cannot leave it in a voicemail, then I probably, I don't know. I always think, why aren't you texting me? Right? <laughs> I I don't got time to talk. Like, did you, um, it's so funny because remember Caller ID? Yeah. I used to look at Caller ID and go, um, oh, that oh. person's calling me. Now my phone does it, which is Caller ID. And right. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I Okay, I got a better one. When the doorbell rings, do you generally experience excitement or dread? Okay, so funny thing, like we just got doorbells. Oh, really? Right? Like they didn't work when we moved in, and it's taken this long to actually get working doorbells. So half the time before, like said doorbell, like people would knock. But we have three doors. You never really know what door people are going oh, to. Oh yeah, you do. I forgot. And it kind of depends on like how well you know us, depending mm-hmm. on what door you go. But when <laughs> if you're just like sitting in the room, like living room, like. Like you're in the bedroom. You don't know what door. So I experienced this massive panic because I'm like, oh, which door do I go to? Where are they at? Are they going to leave before You just I get stand there? there and look around and wait for it for the second kind time. Of. You're like, okay, it's, that's the front door. So that's why I experience like panic because I don't ever know what door to go to. I would say it all depends on what I'm doing. Okay. Like if I'm, if I'm busy and the doorbell rings, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, if I'm not busy and the doorbell rings, I'm like, what? you want <laughs> sorry i'm making faces right now because there's like a ringing in one of my ears is there really yeah so we're just gonna go with it, is it Keep still going. Or gone? no i think it's gone now i like is it your ringing or is it a headphone i kind of think it was a headphone ringing it but we're just gonna keep ear. going have you ever had that happen when like, i actually you have lose? i have yeah i have like was it ten, tendon tinnitus oh yeah you have that like it's not all the time but it comes and goes and i'll be like what is that ringing noise and matt's oh, like man. it's in your head yeah that's that there's some it's people bad. in our church that have it and like yeah. it's constant yeah i don't know i'm so glad it's not constant maybe when i get older it will be uh. all right last anyway, question. sorry what did you do that drove your parents absolutely crazy oh i talk back Really? I knew you're super, super surprised by that, but I just talk back all the time. I can't even, I can't imagine. Can't even imagine. Can't imagine. I can't imagine can't you talking back imagine. at all. Uh, everything. When I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were a boy. I everything. feel like that's just par for the course with boys anyway. Uh, everything my dad, my mom and dad were like, my dad would look at me all the time and be like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, is that where you're living at today, Jordan? <laughs> On what planet did you think that that was a good idea? Um, and I was like, mine. This one? <laughs> Um. All right. See, they're fun. All right. Those weren't bad. I didn't have to think too hard. Oh, they're super fun. They were like quick. We had friends over uh, the other day, and we we were just like ripping through them. Oh, like that's it, fun. we were laughing like crazy. Uh, every night at uh, dinner, I um, I did my youngest. She always says ten questions with dad because I always okay. ask her ten questions, like random questions. And I was running out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I need I need better questions. Absolutely. Okay, facilitating discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and. If again, if you're one of my small group leaders and you're coming back in, welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> glad you scrubbed through that whole five minutes of <laughs> us ranting. Anyway, I do think that this, if you can learn how to do this well, you will never struggle uh, in any group setting again. Mm-hmm. If you can lead this way and look at things as a discussion instead of um, <clears throat> and, and learn how to discuss things, oh my word, like game changer. Now I understand. That for me, this comes extremely natural because I'm a naturally inquisitive person. Mm-hmm. I just, I just am naturally uh, there. That ringing bothering you, isn't it? It is just keeps coming and going. <laughs> it's not in my ear. It's okay. It'll be fine. It's not in your ear. Where's it at? <laughs> no, like. Is it in the headphones? I think it's in the headphones. It's fine. It's like a buzz. It's okay. Just keep going. Is it like a low buzz? Kind of. Like it's all good. I don't think it is. We're, I, you just gotta go with my faces. I keep making faces at them because like one ear is like buzzing kind of funny yeah, I think so maybe no I'm sorry this is dead air there's not dead air it's fine Jordan dead air's bad I don't know this is fun <laughs> so sorry oh no okay we're having fun you might need to cut that out oh we don't edit this man <laughs> all right are you, bu- I think we're are good. you good I think we're good now. did it go yeah, I think yeah, I don't hear it anymore. Best training ever. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it's all right. Who cares? Like, this, this is part of it. Um, so, uh, th- it's easy for me because, like I was yeah. saying, I'm a naturally inquisitive person. Right, you are. I just, I just, uh, uh, I just, I just love to, like, know. And I'm not, like, no in, like, a, a bad way, like, where I think some people, I've had people over at my house before, and they, like, pick up my stuff, and they're like, where did you get this hat? Where did you uh. do that? And I'm like, I don't like that. 
I'm naturally inquisitive in regards to like why, like mm-hmm. what, why do you do like what makes you do that or whatever the case is. So the, the, the character is, and I love what he says when he starts this is to be attentive. Right. W- with leading, do you think leaders are naturally attentive or not to what's going on? Ooh. Or are we just trying to get through? I, you know what? I think it depends on your personality. Um, I've had some people who lead and they're, I'm a very loud leader and very extroverted leader, but I've sat in under some introverts who are, who do lead. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I, that's totally generalization because an extrovert can be totally attentive to, but there were just some people who they just naturally, it comes by mm-hmm. like they, they're able to sit and listen well. Right. Um, I don't necessarily like I see the big picture. We got to go. We got to task oriented. That's always been my struggle that I have to slow down and see the people around me. Yeah. I will stop everything and have a conversation with a kid. Yeah. And I don't bat an eye. I s- don't do that as well with adults. Mm. But yet I lead adults. So that is the struggle of for me. I got to take a, I got to pause. I got to hear what you have to say um, better. So yeah. I don't know. I think to answer your question i think it really depends on the person yeah i it it was really interesting to just read that word attentive Mm because i i had to stop and say man how many times am i in a meeting where i'm not trying to get through it Mm. like uh, even in sunday mornings i think i look at it sometimes i'm like okay like from here to 11 30 here we go and uh just embracing the moment sometimes Mm. and being like hey we're not in this to get through it we had a meeting after church on sunday it was way too long like you agree, I agree. You know what I'm talking about because we were in the same meeting. <laughs> and um, the person that was leading the meeting <coughs> was like, uh, I, I don't want to say unaware um, because it's because I love them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really do. But the it 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 just went too long, mm-hmm. and I was like. I'm not present in this moment because uh, I want to leave. Right. I'm not attentive to what's going on. First of all, I, w- I wasn't leading the meeting. And secondly, like, I had to constantly tell myself, like, retune it, recheck yeah. it. R- like, don't worry about the time. I know there's a hundred other things going on or whatever the case like is. Like, my lunch, my blizzard oh. was sopping, soggy. This, th- it it's was fine. It, it's all fine. But calling, like, and here's, here's what I learned. Like, going back and looking at that, Hey, <laughs> my headphones are in. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, uh, let's let's think this through, mm-hmm. um, and let's talk about how we can get rid of all the the junk in this. Be attentive. Get what yeah. we need to get by facilitating a good discussion, and then get out yeah. of there. Well, and I think attentiveness is not only something that, as a leader, when you're leading the meeting, you're paying attention. You're closely hearing what others have to say but i think it's crucial if you're just a member of that team as well yeah um like you said you had to re-plug back in and there were a couple times i actually started taking some notes because i'm like this will i i need to write to focus right and um or do something like Mm -hmm. i just need to do something to focus and so yeah just being aware wherever you sit in that team that there's something to be said about closely listening to what others have to say and caring what they have to say hearing their I think sometimes it's hearing their heart even more than their words, and you can't do that if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he talks a little bit about it. He, he t- goes into, like, how to develop that attentiveness, and um, he talks a little bit about what it looks like to be attentive in a meeting, and part of that attentiveness is facilitating a good conversation right. and yep. asking some of those good <coughs> questions. And what even from, like, Sunday's meeting, what I, what I learned was, there's sometimes where we're talking instead of asking like a genuinely yeah. concerned questions. I think people know. I, I think they 100% know that if if you really truly care about what you're asking or not. Right. You agree? Disagree? Yeah. Oh, well, people aren't dumb. They're gonna. They can totally tell what. Like if you care about that question, or if you're, he talks about it a little bit later. If you're just leading to get your answer, and mm. what type, like, do you ask a leading question to get what you want, or versus actually creating time to think? So absolutely, I think people notice and know. Yeah, and I like that's hard too because you're sitting in there and you're you're saying you're almost having to tell your brain, I genuinely want to know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I need to ask this question in a way that I would genuinely care for the answer so some of it i think is just um 
being present. You yeah. never brought that up, but I think if you're looking at it, and let's just go in regards to facilitating a small group, like, and it could be a small group that you lead or it could mm-hmm. be a small group of people. The first thing is if you're the leader of that group, you need to step in, you need to sit down, and you need to say, hey, I want to be here, I need to be here, and I need to be inquisitive with the people who are around me. And um, leadership is inquiry, but it's also getting people, uh, getting out of people what they can give to other people too as well. We talked about Sunday, like giving and receiving, the concept of giving and receiving. You're giving your leadership to the group. You're helping them by being inquisitive and then they're receiving from you and then giving them with those questions the ability to give back. Right. And I don't think we ever see like team meetings that way. I don't think we ever see like small group ministry that way. We always see it just as me giving to you, you receiving, you go doing. Right. How do you help people do mm. that even more to, to get into that giving and receiving mentality? Yeah, it is a it's a complete mind shift. So some of it's just constantly reminding, like when I lead meetings, I try to, for every like statement I make, I try to ask like two questions. Mm-hmm. So it's not crazy. I mean, I'm not like every five, you a know, a little equation, yeah. but yeah, just a little bit of, okay, so I made a statement. Now I'm going to ask a couple questions, either whether it's about that statement or whether it's something else. Cause sometimes you do just have to make statements, mm-hmm. even in a small group ministry, um, there are statements to be made, but um, you do a lot of summarizing. We talked about, what is it, James Clear? Is that his book where mm-hmm. he talks a lot about summarizing what people said? Yeah. So I think just by getting in that habit of doing those types of things helps you to, um, when I ask questions, a good question, and they answer, I learn from that. Yeah. And so I think part of it There's too that is, receiving, right? Yeah, that's the receiving on my end. And, and so that's a humbling of yourself, saying, right. I don't have all the answers. Um what do you think? Yeah. Uh, what can I learn? Yeah. And I think that's the, the critical key when you, when you approach things and you look at it and you say, okay, I'm, I'm giving to you by leading this and I want to lead this well, R- receive this, you know, and then maybe even ask the questions like, Hey, uh, you look like you're in thought. We do this in the yeah. nine o'clock hour all the time. When I lead Bible studies, um, I have the commentary in front of me. And I know what the commentary says. I'll, th- I'll throw out like that summary. Mm-hmm. And then, Jessica, you look like you're kind of thinking this through. You know, can you give me c- maybe one thought or right. could you try to formulate one thought? The hard part is when you are inquisitive is to not rabbit trail. And I think this was the, the thing I that he did. I actually wrote that down. <laughs> like, because people, when you ask those questions, have the tendency to take the conversation to another yeah. spot. So some of, some of this is... How do we not get frustrated right. if the conversation has rabbit trailed? And how do we keep things on track, mm-hmm. facilitating and answering questions? Um, what you know? What does that look like? Yeah. I well, to be totally honest, I said I can do a great job with follow up questions, but sometimes my follow up questions lead me away from what my original question right. was, and I forget what it was then. Um, so I think it's a lot of, first of all, sometimes you just have to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I think being willing to say, this was not the direction that I had originally planned. Call the elephant out of the room. And and go with it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it ends up being so edifying. And yeah. it's amazing to see. And something gets brought up that maybe would not have, if you would not have left that. There are other times you can kind of read the, the mood of the room. If this per- someone has taken your question, rabbit trailed, someone else has rabbit trailed, and you see a few other people in your group going, this is not what we were talking about, yeah. then in a very loving way, like as they take a pause, you restate what they said, but then you, through your next question, bring it back around to where you started, which he doesn't mention it. I don't even know if he mentions it in his Leading Leaders book, but he talked about it in our training. Um, if you're facilitating a discussion, take notes. Mm -hmm. Like I do this all the time when I lead small groups, um, even with like teens and kids, like I'll write down kind of what my question was because I am like notorious for going off script. Yeah, that's a good idea. So like I'll write like this is a question. This is where I wanted them to go. And then I might even make a note of like something they said. So when the next person goes, I can bring it back to that first person. Does Mm -hmm. that, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. That helps me then stay on track because sometimes I just forget. I'm like, where did we start with this? And what was that point? Um, Well, there's nothing wrong with taking notes, too. Like, I always thought, like, that being attentive is, you know, like, looking at the other person and whatnot. And there's there's sometimes where 
I'll even tell somebody, I'm like, hey, I'm writing this down, yeah. what you just said. Like, I'm not, I, I haven't right. stopped listening to you. Keep talking. I need to, I need to just write this down so that, you know, yeah. we, we continue to go the direction yep. that we need to go. Sometimes with people, too, I'll look at them and I'll say, um, hey, guys, you know, this is a fantastic conversation mm-hmm. for another day. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just say it and, and like own that or, hey, let's pick this up afterwards, mm-hmm. but we're going to start. We're going to go back to this. Let's go back to that yep. original question and let's make sure. What do you do um, in a group setting where you have two or three people who are always dominating the the, the, the answer to the question? Pretty much any teenage girl group. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like two that talk and like three that don't. Yeah. Um, I... Okay, so I'm not really super afraid, especially because I work with teenagers a lot, to just call out someone like, hey, what do you think? And ask that person that maybe doesn't speak o- as much. Yeah. Um, I also am have done where like we're all going to answer this question mm-hmm. and we're going to start with this person. Um, I know sometimes in small group settings with adults that doesn't work. Right. So I think with adults, like as I've led women's Bible study, um, I've called the elephant in the room. Like right. it, I, I've said like, okay, we're going to hear from someone else this time. If that person that in your small group is one of your friends and you're leading that, maybe just pull them. I've had outside conversations with like someone in the group and said, Hey, I love your input. Could you maybe let someone else answer first mm. before you kick in? Yeah. Because once you kick in, other people won't answer. Yeah. Um, I've also been a member of a small group where I knew the minute I answered, people were like, oh, let's just stop there. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just giving you my opinion. Yep. So I know if I'm that person, like I purposely wait and let two or three other people answer. And then maybe I give my thoughts and maybe I don't. You know, that's that's a, uh, a good observation because, like, for example, if I'm sitting in the group of pastors, um, my uh, opinion um, does not hold as much right. weight as it does if I'm sitting with yep. a group of small group leaders. Absolutely. Because I think you have to consider your meeting, too. Oh, 100%. And that is, if you're the authoritative figure in that meeting, then and and your your word is kind of like mm-hmm. the end. Like, it closes it out. Like, people are expecting you to kind of know. If you don't know, I think you have to just say it. Yeah. You know, like, hey, like think about it in small group ministry. If you looked at it and you're like, hey, guys, listen, I'm just leading this discussion and I'm going to reserve uh, my comments mm-hmm. until we're all done. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to weigh in on this until, you know, everybody else has had a chance to speak. With small groups, I feel like a lot of the times, it, and we've encouraged people to have this conversation, which is if you um, are leading a group of people, let's say under 10, 10 to 15, mm-hmm. maybe even 20, those people have gotten into that group for the sole purpose to be able to talk. Right. Like now they might be introverted. I understand that, but it, introverted personalities sometimes will not talk. And sometimes extroverts won't do this either. Cause like you said, like you're kind of a hard extrovert. You look at that person and you say, Hey, um, Jessica, you haven't, you haven't really said anything. Do right. you have any thoughts to, to bring to this? I also noticed when I'm leading discussions, the people who don't talk really need a pointed question. Yes. Like, I can't just say sometimes, like, do you have anything else to right. add? Or what do you think? Yeah, because like they don't. I don't know. They're yeah. like, yeah, everything that everybody else said was really yep. good. So I'm like, hey, um, you know, Jessica, just because you're sitting across from me, like, when we're studying John 12 and Jesus says this, what 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 feelings mm-hmm. kind of come up when that happens? Yeah. Think about that. Um, Mary, who's outspoken, is going to answer that. Yep. And then we're going to come yes. back to you. Yeah, I love that because sometimes people just need that time to process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I was going to say something else, and it was really good, and I forgot. I should have taken notes. Is that ringing in a headphones? <laughs> it away? It's distracting me. But, yeah, sometimes people need that moment to process, and I think he talks about in this chapter different types of questions. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, like, know your audience. Know this person needs kind of more of um, – the I don't the level one questions is how he says it right, in right, here, right. and we'll get into it. I'm sure you're gonna have us talk about this. Um, but then there's like so that's kind of your observations, your opinions, things like that. Give some of those to those that struggle because there's usually mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to say they're easier questions because they're not always, but right. they can be. Um, right. Sometimes it's just rehashing what the text says or what do you notice and what did you see in the text that we just read. Mm-hmm. Um, Anytime you can get everyone communicating in your small group is a good thing. Right. So just the types of questions, you know, this person needs a little bit 
more challenging question. This person loves to solve problems, so I'm going to ask them mm-hmm. more of a level like two, three question, things like that. Well, and it, it almost sounds like what you're saying is you need to get to know your group. Absolutely. Like, because if you don't know the people that are sitting in your group. So what do you do when you go into a situation where it's it's cold? Like you're going to lead this and you don't you don't have any anybody. You don't you don't have any backing on anybody. You don't know who these people are. Um, it's it's uh, it's a meeting that you lead where somebody maybe yeah. brought you in or whatever the case is. How do you handle that? Yeah, so you do what you did with us. You have to break the ice. Mm. And you, you have to get people talking, whether it is talking as an entire group if you're small or just mm-hmm. talking with the people at their table. You have to get people talking yeah. um, and make it so simple and so un... Like there's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've broken that ice then you can begin to again i think you start with the level one type questions and you you just are constantly getting people to interact as much as you can asking follow-up questions people love to talk they do especially about themselves introverted or extroverted doesn't matter absolutely and so you just start drawing them out Mm -hmm. and just it it's a process but you stay diligent and you don't talk like be okay in the silence and sit there and you just let them talk how do you feel about using people's names? <coughs> yeah, do. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Um, don't be weird. Right. <laughs> Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Jordan, what do you think, Jordan? Like how like, people pray. Uh, right? <laughs> like, we know we're, you're praying to God. Like, like, if you talk to me like you pray, I, right. I would leave. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, I think. That's another <laughs> podcast for another day. <laughs> right. And if you do that, I'm not real sorry. Anyway, Not go ahead. super. Yeah, I use, use their names when appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, it especially as you're asking the question, I think there's just like, you hear your name, you just sit up a little more. Mm-hmm. You, you start thinking a little more. I don't know. Yeah. Um, wh- he does, he does, he calls it the dial, the question he dial. Does. I, th- I think this is one reason to just need to straight up by the book. Cause yeah. it's all those, all those level one, level two, level three questions, whatever the case are. They're really, really good because if you can identify the people at your table, you can figure out how to ask them those questions. Yep. And if you figure out how to ask people questions that hit the core of who they are, your discussions go from zero to hero real mm-hmm. quick. Um, when, so we talked a little bit about you get into um, a meeting, whatever the case is, start by breaking the ice. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, great opportunity to do that. Um, what do you do? Uh, you get in there, let's say before like the meeting starts and, um, like uh, everybody's uh, everybody's talking this is kind of a little outside we're wrapping yeah. around a little bit here but mm-hmm. y- everybody's kind of talking people th- feel like they're you know things are having a good time i'm just thinking about this in like a small group right? right so you go into your small group you're the leader everybody's really kind of just doing their thing and hanging out but you got to you got to get to these discussions right yeah do you do you just do it do you just like hey guys uh we're done talking you know uh or do you uh, like is Slow there a good way it? to get people started before you get started talking like with icebreakers stuff like Man, that i almost wonder how much of that's personality related because i am like uh let's get to the point stop wasting my time listen i don't even need an icebreaker because i'm going to talk to you regardless right like let's go where i think other people need it slower mm-hmm. so then those icebreaker questions are the way we slowly mm-hmm. like everyone's talking hanging out hey guys while you're talking what what was one of (coughs) our questions do you cringe when you hear your phone ring or not you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. talk about it with your talk about it real quick and so it's kind of that slow hey then this next one we're going to center in and we're going to kind of answer as a larger group more and you can kind of but you got to know your group yeah so depending on your group is how i I, yeah i don't know people are waiting for you to leave yeah, I think they're they're I just am. waiting for you to do something like I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting in a room. I know this person's leading and they are not getting started. And I'm, I'm like, come on. Either I don't want to talk to this person sitting next to me, whatever the case is, drives me crazy. So I was just going to say, like, I've been in that situation where, like, I'm the leader and you're in the room. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time starting a meeting then because I'm like, oh, how do I like and I wonder if it's because you're like. So what do you do when someone else has got a little bit higher of authority, but you've been the one tasked to lead? And there is that like little bit of a rub. Happened of, on Sunday. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. Like, I, I just was waiting like for that person to take initiative. And he just kept looking at me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is your meeting. You know, like, go for it. If somebody fails to lead in that regard, I'll lead, like, because uh, I'm just yeah. bent to. So I'll just, I'll just step up and take o- 
take over, um, I have to tell myself not to a whole right. lot. But <clears throat> I think that's where you're building credibility with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a, uh, in a room with me and it's your turn to lead, like, go for it. You know, uh, we do this every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Everybody's talking. We have 20, right. we have 10 tables, <laughs> whatever the case is, and these people just talk. I acknowledge the elephant in the room and I go, all right, guys, hate to break up your awesome yeah. conversation, but I'm the bad guy today. Yeah. And it, it laugh a little bit, you know, or whatever. Hey, question on the table. What did you do <coughs> that drove your parents crazy in two right. sentences? Um, talk about that for a second. And while you're talking about that, open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14. Mm-hmm. Um, then they're kind of like, oh, okay. Like, uh, hey, here we go. You know, we're rolling or whatever the case is. Then give content um that's going to be well and he never talks about this but another way to start that i think that you do um both of us do this all the time is never be scared to pray oh absolutely prayer changes the the dynamics of every room yep i don't know why it does it just does because you're talking to god there's that (laughs) yeah but it does it it takes you from like we're all over the place to mm-hmm. let's get centered on why we're really here. Yep. And in a small group setting, that's to study God's word together. Right. So you just you just say, okay, guys, like you know what I did that drove my parents crazy? Everything. Uh, and then they laugh, and you go, hey, now here's the other thing that I don't think people do that um, gets people rolling is ask people to do something that you know they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jess, uh, would you start us off by yeah. by praying? You know, oh. Yeah, I have students pray all the time in class. They love it. Uh, uh, I work with kids. Hello, <laughs> every kid wants to pray. It might be about your dinner, and right. we're having Sunday school, but whatever. Yep. Like anytime you can equip and have other people participate in some of the things, I think that gets them more involved in the discussion you're going to have. Yeah. So you break that down. I wanted to get that out of the way um, because that's kind of like a little bit of the elephant in the room. So you get people rolling, you get people to summarize the content of what you're going to say. So, you know, whatever the case is. And then he talks about how your brain has questions and he says three things. Uh, he says questions first and foremost, I think there's three. Yeah. Three questions. Uh, questions create likability for the leader. People will like you more if you ask questions. Uh, nobody likes when somebody just stands up there and talks. Right. People love when you ask questions. Two, they create uh, an intensity in the focus of the content that you're discussing. I have to say, I Googled this because I was like, no, seriously, (laughs) I multitask all the time. Basically, he says that a brain can't multitask. Well, he actually doesn't say it. A neuroscientist says it. But I apparently thought I was smarter than a neuroscientist, so I went to Google. And what did Google say? The neuroscientist was right. And so what I've decided is as a woman, I can just flip between my tasks really fast. So I think I'm multitasking. Which means you're not giving it your your 100%. Right. Yeah, it's fine. I'm multitasking. You're not going to. But that was his whole point of this section was, you know, after I Googled it and did some research and realized I was wrong, was that a question makes you think. Mm -hmm. And anytime we can help our group engage their brain and think through what like you have to own it and if you don't know it you can't own it and so anytime we can help our groups do that that's a good thing how do you help your group do that yeah they have to discover it on their own Mm -hmm. i am not someone like i said he told me this and i was like neat mac like neat neuroscientist (laughs) john medina i don't know you're so smart like i'm gonna go find some other articles and i'm gonna discover this information on my own Mm -hmm. I know and I recognize not everyone is wired that way, but I do think if we made more discoveries on our own, whether it's text from, you know, God's word or just what it makes it more real to us. Like mm-hmm. then we've experienced that. I don't know. We, we just did this. Uh, we were talking about anthropology in uh, systematic theology the other day. And uh, we were talking about whether or not man is a uh, dichotomy or trichotomy. Dichotomy is two parts, so body and quote unquote more, mm-hmm. or three parts, man is body, soul, and spirit. Um, I already know the answer to that question. I don't know the answer to that question. Trichotomy. Don't ask me. Um, but uh, people will argue that all day long. Anyway, um, anyway, the students are not there yet. Right. And so we just ask them, we just say, hey, um, what are some of the ramifications of being dichotomous and trichotomous? Did your contact go out? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Just keep going. <laughs> so um, so we, sa- we say, some, what are some of the ramifications? And then um, we ask a really pointed question to that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 
if man is two parts in regards to abortion, um, body and let's just say a soul slash spirit, right? Um, what does that mean for us? I had one student in the class that just, I mean, they were, they were hooked because they, mm-hmm. were, they were like, this is a big issue for me. And they started just down this, this rabbit trail. And I just asked them like three or four questions off of statements mm-hmm. that they gave. And you could just see like students like Light just, yeah. like it was like a minefield that went off. And the whole time I'm like, don't give your opinion. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like just yeah. keep facilitating. And the funny thing was the more that the students talked with statements, mm-hmm. I would give questions, right. which ramped up the intensity. Oh, I've done that this with teenagers before. And teenagers are at that point where they think they mm-hmm. know everything. But when they realize they don't, <laughs> it's so much fun. And they can't backtrack. Yeah. And so <laughs> like and we it was actually in lieu of conversation of do we take whatever's said from like a stage mm-hmm. as authority mm-hmm. or what is our authority and right. how to like gauge that against scripture and watching and just, Oh, with the good question and you turn on light bulbs, they are going to remember that conversation way more than you yeah. telling them something and love the intensity. I, yeah. I, you sometimes you have to calm people down, you know, yep, like yeah. hey, whoa, 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 we're not fighting. Like, right. hold on. That, that was a low blow or whatever the case was. But it does create the third thing, which is that curiosity to learn. Mm-hmm. I've had more students and parishioners, you know, people in the pews who have gone and learned about something solely based off of a question that I said in the pulpit right. or a question that I said in the classroom, whatever the case is. I They're love, like, I mean, I, I don't get to sit and listen to you live. So I listen to you and I can pause you. And I love <laughs> that because then, cause like I said, I need to discover it on my own. Right. So I go and I do a bunch of study and I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Moving yeah. on. Like, yeah. I mean, in, in any time we help people learn and a good question can really just narrow that in well, but mm-hmm. you've, you've got to kind of be willing to break from what you were going to do to ask those questions. Now here's the question. Uh, when you get in that boat, intensity ramps up. I'm going to give those three again. Okay. So let's say your group is is starting to love that you're a uh, an inquisitive leader intensity is ramping up in regards to focusing mm-hmm. on this subject they're having a curiosity for learning right but you need to move on to the next spot how do you get people to come back especially in a tech uh, saturated world right. where you can literally look out and you could see somebody who you've lost because they're yeah. doing what you do, uh, right? You know, googling whatever the case yeah. is. Yeah. First of all, I'd ask the question: Do you need to move on? <laughs> if the answer is yes, because sometimes I think right. we as leaders move on when too fast. We, yeah, yeah, and we don't give it the time we need. And sometimes we're thinking, man, we're not going to finish this list of questions. But the conversations being had are so edifying and so uplifting, and people are being challenged right. that if that's all we got to. Maybe that's okay for the day. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't have that every week. So right. what do you do in those situations? I think you find that person that you can tell is not moved on with you. And you ask that question. You ask a different pointed question because they cannot multitask. Right. So that is going to then, that question is going to trigger that other part so of their brain. Them. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, it helps reengage them back to what you mm-hmm. want, where you want to go. That would be what I would do. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, like, hey, um, I'm just trying to think because I, I feel like we did that in class. Like, I went, we went from anthropology, dichotomy, trichotomy. We were talking about abortion, and then we went into, oh yeah, that's what we did. We went into um, from abortion to the whole um, transgender. You know, you were like leaping all over the place. Oh man, but it, it segued really good because right. essentially. I said, you know, that's an interesting comment to one of the students. And I said, it makes me think about this. Yeah, which those segues are so important. If you as a leader can figure that segue out, mm-hmm. yay. What if you're not, what if you're a leader who doesn't think that fast on their feet? Like, mm-hmm. I, there's probably some people listening to this going, hey, you guys are so fast. Like, <laughs> you just, right. a, and we get this a lot. Yeah. Like, people are like, man, you, you transition just mm-hmm. with excellence. Like, how do you do that if you're a slow processor or somebody who is thinking along with the group. Yeah, that's hard, (laughs) especially as you're trying to be attentive and really hear what someone has to say. Mm -hmm. I think that's where good notes, like as I'm leaning in and I'm maybe taking a few notes of, oh, I heard someone say this. 
I'm going to write that down and I'm going to, that's how I'm going to transition to the next question. Mm -hmm. So then you, you're having all this discussion and then I've wrote down this little like snippet. Hey, Jordan mentioned, you know, a couple comments ago, da, 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 da. How does that go into this? Mm. And then you're taking, you can, they know, Hey, you heard me. You weren't just thinking of the next question. Mm -hmm. Um, you restated something that was said and then you use that to kind of pull it back in because yeah, not everyone verbally processes, not everyone thinks on their feet as quick. And so I think writing, like making little notes as a leader, I don't ever not write when I'm leading a group. Like I'm constantly making notes um, just to help me stay focused and help refocus the group. Here's the thing I think you have going on. Those are great comments. The thing I think that people with that personality have going for them is you sit in silence way better than we do. Like I will yeah. fill silence with just noise. M- noise. Yeah. Like I'll do it all the time. And yeah. and I tell myself that in preaching, if I start to pick up the pace, I'm like, you're nervous. Like <laughs> you need to stop. Like you need to slow down and, and let that kind of resonate. Or if you can feel the congregation, mm-hmm. like, you know, getting antsy or whatever, all you have to do is pause. Yeah. So if you're in that boat, that is your greatest yeah. strength is, your processing, I, I, I just hate when somebody who's on the other side of my personality says they can't be because I'm like, you can do things that Absolutely. I struggle Absolutely. with, you know, because um, I'll just fill in the blanks with so much wasted, you mm-hmm. know, verbiage, uh, which I'm kind of doing right now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think so, because he even talks about it. Of, you know, how do you ask good questions? And he says, ask simple, make them simple, right. sit in silence, like can when silence is uncomfortable, give it 30 more seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, that's hard. We did it. We do this, um, and it's a whole lot easier to do it in uh, in prayer settings. Um, yes. The <laughs> 9 o'clock hour, because everybody's got their eyes closed, so I don't. it doesn't bother me at all. Right. But uh, every single time, the first Sunday of the month when we pray, uh, like, people don't. Like, they just they just wait for whatever reason. And I'm sitting there, and I'm going, it's only 9.15, guys. We got till 10. Like, somebody's going to have to pray. And what I've learned is, some people just love when it's quiet. Yeah. And it's like, it's good. So I, I can fill the silence very easily and I can sound really amazing filling the silence sometimes. So I count in my head. Do I, you really? I just do. like one Mississippi. I, do. I count to 30 and if nobody said anything, I will re-ask a question or mm. I'll restate it or, yeah. um, and then I will count to 30 again. It is amazing. I even do this with teenagers with prayer all the time. We do popcorn prayers or any group that I lead. I will count to 30. If nobody's responded by 30, if it's prayer, I give it 15 more seconds before then I'll wrap it up. Like 45 how, seconds. How fast is, a, is your count? Oh, it's, it's, I have to, I have to say Mississippi. Oh, okay. One Mississippi, two <laughs> Mississippi, three. Someone says something, I start back yeah, at yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, reset counter. It has been an amazing tool. It's so dumb. No one would know. Like she's literally, I'm not super spiritual. I'm not praying alongside you. I am counting in my head right now. Because otherwise so I good. won't, I won't talk. Like I, I'll jump the gun. I won't yeah. give people time to process. But do you know that about yourself? Yep. So I mean, you're essentially, you know, doing an, an audit before, yeah. you know, whatever the case is. I but mean, if anyone could read my mind, they'd be like, "What?" Well, and you brought up something that was that's interesting too. Is a lot of times if you don't ask simply and genuinely and thoughtfully, that people might not have understood your question. Right. So right, there's right. a lot of times. Uh, students, college students are way easier with this because they just look at you and they're like, I have no idea what you just said. Oh, k- kids in general. They're like, mm-hmm. what? They're Where like, adults are like, should I have understood that? Right. So the ramifications of uh, theology proper in John 7. And people are like, what? What do you think God is like in John 7? Right. Oh, that oh, makes so much sense. I can do that. You know, like that's easier. So sometimes you might need to reiterate a question. There are people that probably aren't talking because they have no idea what you just right. said. Right. And they, especially in an adult small group setting, whether it's men's groups, women's groups, or your co-ed mixed groups, you don't want to be the dumb one. Mm-hmm. So you're going to keep your mouth shut. Right. Um, you see that even with teenagers. I'm like, did you even understand that? They're like, no, that's huge too. You have to qualify your question because uh, there are times where I'll say either there's no wrong answer or I'll say there's a right answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll be like, hey, guys, there is a right answer here. Right now when we discuss this, you're probably going to be wrong. That's okay. Yep. You know, um, but just give them, like, some of that ability to to talk. I never ask in a Bible study, what does this mean to me? Because that's just bad. Bad. Don't do that. Like, that's not it. But I will ask somebody, hey, when you read that, that verse, how does it make you feel? Yeah. 
You know, like, this is that happy verse? Yeah. Is that not how Jesus just said he's going to call down fire from heaven? Like, yeah. you good with that? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe. Um, to to kind of summarize, um, how do you feel about uh, yes, no questions? Do you think there ever is a Ooh. place for them or not? Hmm. Man, I would, the all. The only time I try to do yes, no questions. Now, obviously, let's just take this a little bit out of leading a, like an actual discussion would mm-hmm. be if we're having like a meeting that needs to get stuff on a calendar or something like you're going to have some yes, no's in there, yeah, I think, yeah. just naturally. Yep. Um, I have used them as like whole group, mm-hmm. like stand up if you think it's yes, sit down if you think it's no, because I work with kids and you I work with teens. Like <laughs> it gets a little yeah, that well, you'd have to own your vote. People um, be like, I'm just standing because I got to go to yeah, the bathroom. It's right. fine. Yeah. So like that type of situation I've used in yeah. yes, no. But when you're talking like an actual, if I want discussions to go, those are the f- a yes, no, will stop discussion yeah. in its track. You will be doing amazing. Yeah. And you ask a yes, no question and it stops everything. Because where do you go? Yeah. What do, you, what do you do after that? The only thing I'll use yes and no questions for is when we need to go back to solidifying common ground. Oh, okay. Do we all believe that the Bible is the word of God? Yes. Okay. So with that said, let go back to the original question. Uh, Do we all believe that people need love? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, okay, so let's go back to the original question. Everybody here hates... uh, Snow. Snow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where I think you can use yes or no questions to solidify common ground. I like that. Yeah. Those are are places. I'll use them as a speaker sometimes just to... um, to get my audience to ki- kick back yeah. and engage, you know, it's kind of like a little mini icebreaker. That one mm-hmm. guy who didn't talk, he might say yes. And if I watched him say yes, I, I'm calling on him next, mm-hmm. you know, which is just there. So, um, <coughs> yeah. And you s- talked about him a little bit, but those, uh, asking, well, those, I think there's four of them, yeah. five of them, five of them. Five, uh, yeah. Um, those five asking well questions are huge. Mm-hmm. All right. All of that said, you look at that that chapter as a whole. Right. Fantastic chapter. Yep. Um, what you should print that out. Do you want it? No, I have it. Oh, like okay. in the book. But I'm saying if people want to know the content, like you should give them like the five bullet points. Oh, we can do that. Um, yeah, I planned on giving that to our small group leaders yeah. for sure. Um, what was what would be like your one to two? You're leading a group. Doesn't matter if it's a small group, right. children's ministry, youth ministry, whatever the case is. What's what's like your one one or two big takeaways? Shut up and listen. What you yeah, just said the word I did. shut up. I can't. My kids can't say it. But seriously, that is what I think it takes to facilitate a discussion, which is so counter mm-hmm. what you think. Yep. You think I need to talk more when really you need to listen more. Yep. And so I think that has been my biggest. Like that's what I I struggle with it maybe. So that's why I have to be aware of it more. Mm-hmm. Um, the less I can talk. And the more I can listen is good. And then that talking needs to be done in question mm-hmm. form. Mm-hmm. So when I am talking, is it questions? Your, your opinion doesn't matter a lot. Mm. Um, you might summarize something at the end. You might redirect if needed. Um, but this is about getting your group mm-hmm. to talk. Yeah. And you're, yeah. So be okay with that. And that's, a, you have to humble yourself to do that. Yeah, I agree. Um <coughs> Man, big takeaway. Um, I think you have to just train yourself to be naturally inquisitive. Yeah. You need to ask questions to everybody, everywhere, and get used to not saying statements. Mm. You know, like it, with your kids, with your spouse. I think marriages could be saved if spouses would just stop giving statements and start asking questions. Like, hey, uh, I've noticed that you don't take the dishes out of the dishwasher even when you know that they're clean. Is there a reason for that? Uh, yeah, I hate doing it. Okay, well, like, so follow up. Why do you hate doing that? Um, because I hate you. Oh, okay. Like now we're now we're into, you know, some, some bigger things. I know that's not leading a group, but I think if you can, like you said, two, three questions for every statement given, statements and conversation where mm-hmm. questions keep c- conversations going hey why um I've, I've noticed that uh when i pick you up from school when we're talking about kids um you're quiet right well, is there a reason why you're quiet mm-hmm. um i'm tired yeah oh why are you tired didn't sleep good last night 
Well, it's just a good lesson, you know, and we have to always be careful too of the broad questions like that. Why are you tired is a really broad question. And I think you have to get more specific with it. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, when you're tired, how does that affect you in yeah. math, you know, or whatever the case is, or mm-hmm. let's take it back to leading in groups. Hey guys, uh, we just did this on Sunday. I noticed that you guys are kind of down. Is there a reason why you're down? It's snowing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the first snow of the year and the days are dark. Fair enough. Yep. You know, like, okay, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Anything else? No. I mean, like you said, practice it. You, If you're not natural, practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. It, it will seem very uncomfortable at first. If you facilitate a discussion where you are talking less and listening more mm-hmm. and your group might not know how to respond to that yeah if it's a drastic culture shift but just be consistent and keep doing it i think you the dividends will pay off in the end and then go back to like our season two and read chris foss's book on never split the difference or (laughs) or you don't have to hit mac lake i like him so much more there's so much like mirrors and stuff like that Uh, come into play there's just so many like overlaps that go on just do it man or throw the book against the wall like i did yeah that's fine too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's all right. It's not a big deal. We'll get over it. Hey, facilitate, ask questions, yep. lead good discuss d- good discussions. You can do it. Mm-hmm. I think if 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 you and I you know could come to one thing, it would be stop telling yourself you can't. Right. You totally can do this. It doesn't matter your personality type, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you are, where you're from. You totally have the ability. I think anybody has the ability yep. to lead a good discussion. Absolutely. All right. Until we meet again, talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.